Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Livestock's Podcast, where we strengthen our strengths and educate our weaknesses. Mm. We got Mark in yeah. the dough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cedric and a special guest. Sir, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Nick Wise, and I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. We appreciate you for basically showing up. <laughs> um, straight up. True spill. Uh, and this raw and uncut, so yeah. on this podcast, you don't have to be politically correct about everything. You say what you want to say. I'm not going to try to be, so it's all good. <laughs> so uh, my first question is, um, how is your uh, upbringing helped you out at this current state of adulthood? My upbringing, uh, just to give you a little background, um, I don't know my mom. You know, everybody, it's a little backward situation. You know, most people know their mom, don't know their dad. Right. I don't know my mom. Right, right. Right, she was a crackhead. She left me. Mm-hmm. I don't even ever remember seeing her, and then all of a sudden she popped up on me on my graduation. Damn, high right? school or college? High school graduation. Wow. Yeah, so... You know, it was a little different for me, so I've always been close to my pops in that sense. And, uh, you know, my dad, he's been a high school coach. Mm. Y'all probably know he's been real successful. Mm. Um, you know, winning a lot of state championships and national championships and stuff like that. But National? Yeah, they won one national. Uh, I think 41-0, and 0, something like that, 2010. Damn. But, um, what team was it? Yates. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Yates. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. they played uh, Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so... You know, probably about my junior, sophomore, junior year in high school, he's, my pop started venturing into, you know, entrepreneurism. Uh, he started our real estate company, Greg Wise Realty, and he also started a landscaping company. So that was the first time I actually got to experience, you know, my parents venturing out from a regular job, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, bossing up per se. So, and you know, I liked it. I like the freedom he had. I like the vibe. I like the, you know, the happiness, you know. So that shaped, you know, me wanting to be an entrepreneur for when I finished playing ball, too. So did he have you mowing yards and shit at first? He damn sure did. Okay. I was, <laughs> you know, he said landscape. I want to know if you was mowing them yards. He was mowing yards, edging, everything. Yeah. Tremendous. So would you say he was the, uh, or he is the um, most influ- influential uh, figure in your life? By like far, yeah. Yeah, by much. far. That's a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's, that's an absolute blessing. So you spoke on when you stopped playing ball, mm-hmm. okay? Um, at what point did you, or did you even decide that uh, basketball was a passion of yours? It's always been a passion. You know, so I've been playing since I was six. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Doing well in high school, doing well in college. Um, you know, what happened, I got a knee injury about my sophomore year in college, and the doctor told me, you know, you only have about seven, eight years left mm. on this knee. So he put that seed in my head, and from that point on, I knew I had to get something started. Okay. You know? So you um, you actually answered a question right there. Because mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, like, um, at, at what point, a moment, or what inspired you or led you to retiring so young? You know, so, Okay. That's a yeah, great answer. So it was that injury. Was how did you injury. feel when you heard that? Like, how did that hit you? I mean, you know, it hurts at first. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you hear seven, eight years away, you're like, all right, that's cool. That's a long time from right. now. Right, at or, that or moment. Something's uh, going to come up to where I can extend it and mm-hmm. play longer and stuff like that. But, um, you know, at that moment, you know, I kind of put it on the back burner. But I still kept it in my mind, like, you know, this could be serious. Time to prepare. You know, yeah. it, even if it wasn't that injury, it could have been another injury that could have put me out quicker So it actually that. was a, it, it actually helped you. That yeah. seed being planted kind of helped you helped uh, prepare for anything to occur. Who was your favorite player as a kid? MJ, of course. Um, oh, yeah. But I like Baron Davis a lot. Mm, okay. Yeah. New Orleans, where he had his best year, Charlotte and New Orleans. On and off the court. Yep. Baron Davis was that dude to me. He's played the same position. We both kind of stocky point guards, so. That boy, that boy dunk on the seven-footer, like, (laughs) he was, he was, he was, so I was more Steve Francis. Oh, yeah. But they was the same, really. They were. They really was the same. He, you know, Baron was excellent at just putting his head down, getting to the hole, whereas Steve was more finesse, but. Yeah. They, they were both explosive. Oh, man, they were explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh, uh, no, nah, man. I'm just vibing right okay, now. Okay, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm putting I'm applying here. pressure. You know, yeah, I feel like do. I'm boss hogging, man. Yes, you do, man. So, are you uh, involved in um, AAU sports in any any sort of way? No, um, not AAU, but I do train a lot of uh, the young, top up-and-coming high mm-hmm. school kids. And, uh, um, you know, I've been asked a lot, you know, to, to coach AAU mm-hmm. teams, but... I don't have the patience. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't have the patience okay, to be okay. a coach and deal with, you know, all the different personalities and... You know from experience. What? Yeah. <laughs> so what age, uh, what, what what age would you begin to, would be willing to begin training a kid? Like, at what point? Like, if I bring a two-year-old, you ain't, you're not with that. Nah, right now, the youngest I have, he was six, mm. but um, he was a good six. So you um, need to see something, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, his, it was Brandon LaFell's son. He's a football mm. player. He's okay. real. He's real. He's real deal sick. So I can handle that. But I really try to mm, stay away from like the beginners. I mm-hmm. want to send them. I'd rather send them to camps first so they can get the feel, get the vibe of uh, you know how the players are, teamwork, camaraderie. And then if you they see like they really want to take it serious, then you can come one on one with me because I don't do groups. It's all one on. Oh, so you do the one on one training, like drills and things of that nature. Yep. Okay, that's that's very effective. Um, is that specifically like in the Texas region, or yeah? Well, um, I do travel a lot for NBA guys. Um, you know, my main clients: Ty Lawson, Gerald Green's up in Boston. Okay. Uh, DJ Augustine's down in Orlando, and mm-hmm. Malcolm Delaney's in Atlanta with the Hawks. So I do travel a lot, and you know, I've been talking to Jannard a lot. He's like, you got to catch me when I'm in town. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just got back yesterday, so. Yeah. Um, I do travel a lot, but in here in Houston, um, you know, I do get a lot of the high school and middle school kids and um, a lot of overseas guys. So for the people who don't know, what college did you hoop at? I played at University of Arizona. Wildcats, Wildcats right? Wildcats, yes, sir. Was well, what was Mike Bibby or any of those, uh, the, the Jason Terry's of the world, Damon Stoudemire's, who, did they influence you into choosing? Because you could have went anywhere. You was yeah. an All-American, right? Yeah. Um, they all, all the point guards did. You know, Damon, like you said, Damon, Jason Terry, Stoudemire, Kerr. Um, Missing a few, Bevy. but they got a lot I of I mean, there's so many to name. Uh, they had so many guards. And that, that Gilbert was, Arenas. Arena, yep. Uh, Richard Jefferson, who's still playing. Yeah, uh, still like, playing. Still dunking on guys at 36. Doing his thing. So, but how did that, like, affect you to just be around all of that? I mean, that's what you that's what you dream of as a kid yeah. to to be around you know guys that are at a high level going to the NBA like that. Yeah. You know that's why a lot of guys are going to Kentucky now because they know they, they get, get pimped. That's what's happening. <laughs> they over there getting pimped. Yeah. I gotta say it. Yeah. Nah, I just have to say it. They gonna get to where they want to be. So. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's um, kind of like a breeding grounds, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. With that being said, okay, you being a All American coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Do you think that all Americans could, let's say you went to U of H, right? Do you still think that you could have went just as far as you went from U of H? Or do you think Arizona is what, what led you to your, your, your maximum output in the sport? I mean, honestly, I wanted to go to U of H. Hmm. You know, I would rather. I like hearing that. Yeah. I would rather all the best player in Houston stay. I like that. Because we would have dominated. See, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> but I like hearing that's that. That's true, though. But. Honestly, I didn't even get recruited. Mm-hmm. But you could have went, man. <laughs> I didn't but get recruited. Was it like a, you could have I mean, went you if you wanted, right? Some interest. You yeah, because you when you got all mm-hmm. at that level, you need some sort of interest. That makes yeah. sense. And I, I think that at that time, the coach they had, he was from the East Coast, so he's recruiting a lot of East Coast guys. Mm. You know, so um, you know, one of my high school teammates, Lenny Smith, went there. Um, you know, so I would have loved to play at U of H and just. I easily could have brought everybody from Houston there. Yeah. You know, if they said, okay, he's going there, then it might, we can do something. Jailed it together. Yep. You had, uh, you hooped with Mike Singletary too, huh? Yep, at Kingwood, and he went on to play at, uh, was Texas it Tech? Tech. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, hey, y'all dominated, by the way. How did that feel just dominating, man? Just, just not losing. How did that feel, not losing the game? We just hated losing, honestly. We was, we was super competitive, you know, and, uh, you know, that was hats off to the coach out there in Kingwood. He had a good system. Mm. You know, it was just me, Mike, and, you know, a bunch of regular white dudes. And right, right, right. Kill, but it was, it was a system. 
Was that the only high school you went to? Nah, I started off, actually started off in Katy, uh, mm-hmm. Cinco Ranch, my freshman year. Uh, played varsity there, and I moved to Hightower where my dad was coaching. Mm-hmm. Played there my sophomore year, and then he retired for a little bit. So mm-hmm. we moved to Kingwood, and then I played there my last two years. Okay, so that's, wow, that's, man, you don't, you never hear that, man. Like yeah. three high schools? Yeah. Wow, uh, Cinco Ranch. They used to have the Morris Brothers. Yep, I played with them. Hey, they was cold. What? They was cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it was Cinco Ranch, High Tower, Kingwood, then Arizona yeah. basketball. And you played pro. How was that? Yeah, I played pro seven years. Um, started off in Germany mm-hmm. my first year. Second year, moved to France. Third year, went to Italy. Fourth year, went to Poland. Damn. Fifth year went to Turkey. You was a globe trying to Turkey two years. Yep. And then last year I played in uh, well I played in Serbia, then Switzerland, mm-hmm. and then I was done. Hey, that's a journey though. Oh yeah. I mean, I love to travel, so I like to see different cultures and experience. Hmm. You know, the Makes whole world. Sense. So. Yeah. So you met so many uh, players through you know overseas mm-hmm. from AAU college. You met so many players, man. How does how does that infrastructure of having a, ba- a basketball playing network help you out in your business ventures? It's big, um, cause athletes are we competitive, mm-hmm. you know. So if you lock arms with people who are competitive and driven and go getters, mm-hmm. it makes the, the business go faster. Yep, yeah, networking is easy. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So for one venture you have, it's these. Uh, the premium house shoes, the the, the, sleakers. the sleakers. Yeah, the sleakers. Uh, tell us about the sleakers. Like, how did that idea come about? Uh, honestly, man, uh, Ty Lawson, you know, is one of my clients I train, and uh, we do a lot of business together. Mm-hmm. He came up with the idea, like, man, we should we should turn the hottest sneakers into slippers because he's okay. a sneakerhead. Yeah. Now, I'm not I'm not much of a sneakerhead myself, but he is, and I know you know how big the movement is. So he's like, man. We could kill the game if we turn, you know, some Yeezys into some slippers right. or some Jordans into some slippers. The threes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, 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 I guess we asked the people, asked some people, asked around, and they were like, yeah, you should do it. So, you know, we ended up getting uh, a deal from a manufacturing company in China. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we had to get like 3,000 pairs made. Mm-hmm. And um, we were like, yo, we, we got to get that many made. You might as well go all in. And they look comfortable. Oh, they super comfortable. By the way. Yeah, I wear them everywhere. I was like, damn, they, the, the black Yeezys, twos? <laughs> I could wear them at home? Shit, yeah. They I, look good. He got some. I know he, he rocking them You got some? Day. Oh, he keeps me. Okay. Mm, keep, he, he shoot. I can tell he's sneakerhead. That price point is very accessible. Tell us how that price point came about. We we started out with forty five, mm-hmm. and um, you know of course they they're gonna sell um, regardless. But we dropped it down to forty, and they just been mm-hmm. just been moving. We we only launched I think December fifteenth, and we've already mm-hmm. o- over four hundred pairs already gone. So that's ill. That's movement. Yeah, and we got um, a store in uh, Australia that wants to sell them exclusively, so they want like two thousand pairs for the whole. Mm. Country of Australia I got, Sounds I good Where I used to play in Poland Which you asked about earlier mm-hmm. As far as the networking um, You know there's a store A big store there in Poland That uh, wants to sell them too So It is man It's just a blessing man It's gonna keep the ball real, rolling Real it? blessing And this is something that Is gonna last forever Cause we're coming out With three new pairs of shoes You know in a month and a half So any new hot shoe that drops Y'all We got a that. slipper that's dropping so. And that, and that, that definitely uh, Goes well it goes well to do it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm backtracking a bit, but it's because it's, it's, it's in my mind right now. So with the situation with your mother, mm-hmm. okay, did that have any effect on how you treat women? Hmm. No. Hold up, we getting deep. Nah, I'm playing. Nah. <laughs> hey, no, we, do, say, we do that on live <laughs> stocks. I want to say women in general, but my stepmom, I, did, I, I would say I didn't treat her the best. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm like, you know, you know my mom and my real mom ain't here. Mm-hmm. I don't even know her, this and that. So I didn't really, you know, accept her as much as I should. Okay. But as far as treating women on a regular day, no, I'm not I'm not like that. All right. I just want to ask oh, that man. question because, like you said, it's a rarity. I've, I've come across it before, but it's mm-hmm. a rarity where it's the 
absentee mother yeah. and the full-time dad. You know, it's yeah. that's a rarity. So I just wanted to explore kind of the psyche of that situation and uh, how you interact with women. How you Do you have trust issues? Uh, I do, but... <laughs> I feel like everybody does. I do. <laughs> but, and, I, um, and, I, and I see my mom and I still got to <laughs> straight up. You know, but I would say, um, you know, my pops did do a good job of, uh, you know, using that situation to, to try to steer me in the right way because, you know, he would always tell me, you know, you see how your mom was. You have an addictive gene, so you can get addicted to things very mm-hmm. easily as far as drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. So... Um, you know, I didn't touch any of that growing yeah. up. That makes sense, man. Um, that's very wise of him to to let you know mm-hmm. by planting that seed. Um, let's speak on the real estate aspect of your dad's business. Mm-hmm. Are you into it as yeah, well? Yeah, I, I got my license about five years ago. So what's what are your views on uh the Houston culture as far as real estate? How's the market looking out here? Man, it's good. I mean, a lot of people are, are down about it, but it's Houston is still the number one city for people moving in and out. Mm-hmm. We're the number one city for, you know, people moving in for jobs. We got more opportunity and also people uh, leaving. Uh, what do you call it when you get shipped to another city for work? What's that called? I don't know the correct. I you know, know the name, know. but I forgot, you, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah we know so what you're talking about. It's the number one city for that. So relocating. The, we'll relocating, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, business is always good, especially if you have the network. And y'all mainly mm-hmm. do uh, real, uh, residential? Yeah, residential okay. mainly. Okay. I mean, we have some people who ask every now and then for commercial yeah. uh, spaces, but we you know, we mainly specialize in uh, pro athletes, mm-hmm. um, you know, being able to get them out of situations where they get traded or waived or cut, right. stuff like that. A lot of guys get stuck with two rents right, or two right. mortgages yeah. and stuff, so we can get them out of that type of stuff. So you do a lot of buy and hold? or No, more more rental or, you know, client buys oh, for okay, themselves. Okay. Yeah, and then we property manage. Um, like we have uh, Derek Williams. He plays for the Miami Heat. He has a, a big house out here, and, you know, okay. of course he's not here. So but he a wildcat too, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll get a rental for him here and there. Oh, okay. And Stuff just like, like hold, hold yeah. on to it and make yeah. sure it's up kept. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about Lawson? Wasn't he on the Rockets? He was. Was he, he a client? He was. Yeah, he was cold too. Uh, Rockets, it was a down year. Mm-hmm. But whew, North Carolina, you know, that's my squad, <laughs> North Carolina. Oh, yeah. So he's forever, I forever respect Ty Lawson. He brought, the, he brought the national championship, plain and simple. So that's enough for me. But um, so basically what you're saying is, the real estate market in Houston is is consistent due to the amount of people coming in and leaving. Right. I mean, it's people moving every year, every every week, every month. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I said, if you have the network to get to those people, then it's... And it sounds like you got it, so you good. You, you in the run. <laughs> So what about the uh, the the day life and the night life of Houston? Name name a few spots that you feel like are staples for yourself to have a good time at. I like to go bowling. Okay. Um, I'm not a big movie person, movie theater person. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Nightlife. So uh, you don't do day parties or like lounges during the day. You only yeah, I like a aroma lounge. Aroma, no, okay. About that. Write aroma. that down, man. I need to <laughs> aroma lounge. Uh, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? Yeah, I mean it's pretty much open every day, but yeah. I think Tuesdays and Thursdays best okay. days. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the new Thursday night spot. Is it? Oh, yeah, it's a nice. It's a nice night spot. All day, really. It's, I mean, it's open, mm. but yeah. you know, I guess it gets pretty busy at night. Yeah. Where would you say night? A club. Um, if I if I got if if I if I got some people coming out of town, I wanna I want them to feel like, damn, Houston is Houston lit. Yeah, yeah. What, what what we doing? Where we going? You got a couple options. I like Clay a lot. Um, yeah, because it gives you a little mixed crowd. It gives me a feel like I'm not in Houston. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you want to <laughs> feel like you're in Houston, go to Engine Room. Yeah. Hmm. Um, go to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they got a new club set. Mm. What's club set? Where is That's that? New, uh, it's Old Fifth Amendment. Ah, uh, okay. They okay. just opened it. I think New Year's, okay. New Year's weekend. Mm. Um, what else? Prospect Park is a chill spot. That's you a chill do something spot. Chill. Yeah. 
Okay. You know? The one on Richmond or the North Side? I've never been to the North Side, but oh, okay. I heard the North Side one isn't a little better, is it? It's a lot more chill. More chill? Yeah, it's a lot What more you think chill. about D-Bar, man? Hmm. Controversy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's just okay. not. It's just not my steez. What about Mercy? What you think about Mercy? I like Mercy. Okay. I like Mercy. Too. I like Mercy a lot. I've only been two times, but you know the setup and the vibe is cool. It's, mm. uh, it's got a lot of space. Think it's gonna pick up? I hope so, man. It's mm. it's too nice of an inside to you know for it not to pop. Okay. Mm. What's your current playlist looking like? Uzi. Bad and bougie. <laughs> Bad and uh, bougie, huh? Yeah. The Migos, huh? <laughs> Uzi, yeah. Um, who else? Kodak. Kodak Black. Damn, he told Lil... What he tell Lil Wayne to do? He gotta fight him. He told Lil Wayne to... No, he, he told him to... Uh, what, what he tell Lil Wayne he to do? He told him he gotta fight him. He, he said that, but yeah. he told him to... Uh, for the best to do some life. nasty shit. All I just right. forgot <laughs> what it was. It was nasty, though. I I was, some gay stuff or what? What was it? Yeah, he said something just it was it was something nasty. I was just like, damn, you told him to do that. What they beefing for? Because uh, Wayne he said he didn't know who he was. Oh. He, he said, I don't know yeah. who that Kodak is. I don't know who that dude is. But Wayne really doesn't know. Yeah, he, he live in his own universe, yeah. man. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. He ain't checking for you, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, okay, so you like little Kodak. I like Kodak too. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so it's it's Uzi, Kodak. You on you on the R and B tip? Drake, of course. Drake, Drake, okay. No, no, Soldier Boy. Who? Big <laughs> nah, Draco. <but. laughs> Big Soldier. Big Soldier in the hood. He good. Nah, I'm good. Oh, man. Yeah, we ain't you in no more, huh? <laughs> huh? Okay, so you said on R and B, Trey songs. Okay, Trey That's songs. Go-to. Gonna, he gonna always have that freaky shit, That's man. The go-to. That's what he do. Mm-hmm. And he say ah. He told him to say ah a while back. <laughs> okay, so back to the business. So with the training. Um, how do you determine um, your price points with training? Is it less for kids? Is it less for, like, how does mm-hmm. that go? Yeah, it's less for kids. Um, we start out at $40 a session for kids, and then, you know, on up to the NBA, they pay 100 125 a session. Damn. That's real. Yeah, but that's nothing to them. True story. <laughs> that's definitely mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. So when you go... Um, with the training, do you do camps, like summer camps and things of that nature? Yeah, I've done a couple. Um, I used to do a bunch back in Arizona. Mm. Uh, we used to get like 70, 80 kids. And, um, you know, I wouldn't, I was only charged like maybe $100 for three, four days. Oh, you hooked them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could have sure. really ate right there. For sure. But, uh, you know, I, I just like giving back. That was one of my giving back to the community uh, camps every, we did every summer. So I wasn't really for the money. Mm, okay. Um, you ever thought about putting on like a tournament? Because mm. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I'm asking that. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and you hoop so you know this is the truth, so many men, women devote their life to the sport of basketball mm-hmm. and get no, no, nothing, no attention, no mm-hmm. money, nothing in return. Like, I hope at 24 Hour Fitness, man, it's yeah. dudes that go in there, Daily. they buy new gear. Passionate about it. Man, they shooting jumpers for hours. Then they run, they might get to run for two hours mm-hmm. and then go home. And then next day, over and over and over. So it's like. Don't forget the weight session, too. Oh, man. <laughs> they they do yeah. their weights. And, yeah. But they, they literally de- dedicate ball is life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hoop like the hoop dream never it never fades away. They forty years old shooting the threes at half court. Yeah, they, they still got the dreams. You know, that's yeah. why I say that. Yeah, the demand what? is so heavy. It is. And uh, Joe Young was supposed to do a, a tournament this summer. Mm. I think it was. Um, that's what he like just named dropped the legend. By the way, but okay, <laughs> he, I think mm-hmm. he's supposed to do a, like a ten thousand dollar pot for the winner. But um, at Yates as, as well, too. But I don't know what happened to that. You know, we should mm. try to pick it up again next summer. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, that, that Merrill Center oh, over yeah. there, that is, I think it's like uh, 25. It's big. Yeah. yeah, it's like 25 to rent, you know, K, of course. Mm. And, I mean, let's say you did 32 teams, right? 10 player teams. Mm-hmm. $1,000 a player. First place. 
100K. <laughs> yeah, you had to get some big time players that for a team to drop 10K per team. A thousand dollars per player. Dudes from Fondy, from <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, because everybody think they can win. Mm-hmm. That 100K for first place. You you getting ten times what you put in, but it's mainly people showing up Buying to watch tickets, you, yeah. yeah, to watch you hoop. That's giving no, you that fulfillment, yeah. but playing year round, you mm-hmm. know. It, Thirty-two teams—that's a quick tournament, man. That you know, that's two, three two, days, three days yeah. and then it's over with. So I, I just, you know, I hoop, I hoop. Now I ain't hooped in about three months, <laughs> but when I hoop, yeah, I hoop. You know, like them everyday dudes, but I don't dedicate like they do. I don't dedicate the time. So I always used to think about it like, man, I know hoopers. Hoopers don't, they, their body has to give up on yep. them. That's when they stop hooping. When, when the body say no, they stop. But as long, it's, it's dudes 45 and still out there. Right, because their body is still able to, they running up and down. They might not D up the right way. They hand all on your chest and shit, but. They got a foul. They, they got a foul, but they out there. So that's that was my main reasoning for asking. Even a semi pro league, because you know them dudes do the football, mm-hmm. and it's like, wow. They like I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't do semi pro football. That's Ain't something. Worth it. Yeah, but like basketball, I could see that working, man. So you ever thought about that? I know you said Joe Young. Yeah, they um they got a I don't know if you remember Karan Bradley. He Karan played Karan Bradley. He played I think he played at Size some Size Springs or something like that, and he played at Wichita State. Mm. But um you know he does a Bradley League every year, and there's an eight thousand dollar a pot for that winner too. So they they got a lot of teams in that. Mm. That'd be something to look into. And you but you not with it. If I had a time I'd be with it. Okay. Mm. Okay. You ever thought about coaching? Like not A, you already said the mm. AAU, but you know, following your dad legacy and Yeah, um, you know, I get asked every year by the University of Arizona coaching staff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's easy if I wanted to go mm-hmm. back there, that's easy. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, they be stressed out a lot, you know, so I'll be trying to Stay away from it, but you know, coaching you can make they make a lot of money doing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, and it's it's bad because the players don't get nothing. <laughs> and that's what my next thing was. I I talked about that uh, in my last one, and it's the basis of knowing your worth. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna flip it on this one and say, Do you think that collegiate athletes should be paid? I should be paid something, yeah. I mean, it might not be a crazy amount because I know, like, our scholarship, most athletes are on scholarship. Mm-hmm. So my scholarship check a month was, like, 1000 to $1,100 a month, you know. So 500 of that went to rent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm living on right. $600 a month. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And you bringing millions to the school. Man, they had a game two weeks ago here in Houston uh, against Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the game and there's people still wearing my jersey. I'm like, I ain't see none wow. of that. <laughs> and that's and that's my issue. I feel like they should be paid. You know, I had somebody say, yeah, they should be paid, but mm. they should be paid evenly across the board from yeah. the, the bench to the star player. Yeah, it should be even. I don't think so. You don't think so? Nah. I mean, that's that's tough. I feel like they say college is to prepare you for adulthood, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in all aspects, even if you don't play sports in college, it's to prepare you for the real world. So I say in the real world, right? Let's say, let's use basketball. Mm-hmm. If you go to a professional basketball team, you got Melo, and then you got the guy in the tux. <laughs> and sometimes the guy in the tux is paid very well. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that he may be injured, or, you know, he just may be on reserve. Mm-hmm. But the point is, what I'm trying to say is you got star player, mm-hmm. and then you have... Not as good. Right. <laughs> and they accept that. They know he's the star player. He's getting star player money. Yeah. You know, the reason I think it would help in college is because it would show the scouts and the GMs and the NBA the leadership qualities of some of these athletes. So this guy, he's getting 30000 a year. He's a freshman. Coming out getting thirty thousand freshman year, mm-hmm. like you said, that's not a lot of money. Shit, but in college, that's, in a, lot college, that's a lot of money. He getting thirty thousand, and the rest of the team getting that ten k. Mm-hmm. His character is gonna show. 
he either gonna act like a diva, and you know, I'm, the, you know, and then the GMs mm-hmm. will be able to see that, and, and his draft, st- his draft stock value will mm-hmm. go. To, or if he could be a high quality guy and still move around like he's that guy getting that 10k, right. you know, because he's bringing, like you said, still wearing the jersey, he's bringing so much money to the school. Mm-hmm. As soon it's it's freshmen like a Ben Simmons at LSU like and it ha- it's every year. Every year it's that guy that goes to that school you just don't expect, yeah. you know, him to sign with and so many fans flood the arena just to see that top pick C-1. play every night. Whether they win, lose or oh, draw. They paying that ticket. And Calipari for instance, he he's made this brand of bringing in number ones. You know, he at the he's at the draft room when they get drafted, he, <laughs> he's sitting at the table with the family. Yeah. He the first person to give them the hug yeah. before they go shake the hand. And we were told earlier, he tell the players, what he tell them, you can make more. You can make yourself money and leave early, or you can stay and make me money. <laughs> That's some real pimp shit right there. I mean. That's some, picture you saying that to a, to a girl. You really pimping. And you say, look, look, baby. You could either stay with me and help me out. Or you could leave and help yourself out. That's pimp shit. I don't, I don't. I don't even know if I would call it. I would call it real life shit because because yeah. think about it. You can either be an employee for a boss or you can be your own boss. I mean, but even if you that's look what we're talking about. Everybody don't have a boss mentality, right, man? You know so, Some people have to be instructed. They do. Not to say that they have to, but it's best that they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. I want some of these athletes to power up though at a young age. I'm saying come out of high school. That's crazy, but come out of high school knowing their worth, mm-hmm. knowing their, knowing their, knowing that you, Anthony Davis, you going number one regardless. Demarcus, John, you know those mm-hmm. those talents he had. You gonna go number one regardless. So, does it feel that good to? It? I'm gonna ask you the level of competition for one or two years. Does it make that big of a difference? Because, you know, Damian Lillard at Weber State, yeah. and does it make that big of a difference? Uh, for the most part, it does. But, you know, there's some people that they got that inner competitiveness to where they don't need people around yeah. them. You know, I played yeah. against Dame in college. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a freshman. I think I was a junior, mm-hmm. something like that. But, um, hmm. you know, it's certain him, you know, CJ McCollum on the same yeah. team. They're both Lehigh. Yep. You never heard of Lehigh College. Steph at Davidson. Davidson. That was that yeah. was pretty rare. So, you know, some some guys like that, they don't need somebody else to push them. Mm-hmm. They got that inner drive mm-hmm. and they can see themselves in the mirror or see themselves playing against them, you know, so. Okay. Um, okay. I say for the most part, yeah, you need competition, but if you're a different breed, then you're a different breed. You're a different breed. Because I looked at Camby, you know, his first number one was Marcus mm-hmm. Camby at UMass. Mm-hmm. And we saw how far he took UMass. <laughs> I mean, and we ain't heard from UMass since. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's and, and with uh, Chaney, with uh, John Chaney at Temple, with Eddie Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lamar Odom at Rhode Island. I mean... Dang. When you, like you say, when you a different... Now, he did have Catino. I ain't going to act oh, like yeah. he ain't had Catino Mobley. That's a problem. Yeah, he, he had Catino. Um, but I, I always look at it like that, like knowing your worth. How 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 valuable was Lute Olsen to you as a player? Did you did you play I for him all years or you played year, for... Uh, Wood? Okay. He retired after my freshman year, but... Uh, did he return after that? He tried to, but he got sick. Right, He tried right. to come back. You know, my sophomore year, but he got sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right, like first game of the season. Yeah, yeah, so it was I tough. remember something like yeah. that. Yeah, but um, you know, I did learn a lot from him that freshman year. He's just one of those coaches that gives you just ultimate confidence, freedom, mm. freedom to play your game. You're not gonna try and change you. Um, that's cool. You know, and that's why a lot of guys love to go there and play for him. What do you think makes the biggest difference from college? To pros like some of these guys, did you get to play against Harden? Yep. What's that? Uh, did you play against Nick Young? Yep. USC. Nick Young was dominant at USC, right? Mm-hmm. With him and Gabe Pruitt, and yep. he was pretty dominant. And we know Harden was dominant off off top as a freshman. Nick Young game translating to the pros. What like? What do you think happens on that in between? That that next step with some of these players that are dominant at the college level. Uh-huh. And Fredette, Adam uh-huh. Morrison. Yeah. Fredette's still nasty, by the way. He is. Uh, Adam Morrison, you know, those types. 
I would think it's how your game translates, mm-hmm. you know, to the so, next level. Um, you know, this the speed is different, mm-hmm. the the spacing is different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that guys are more athletic, way more athletic than co- in college. And um, you know, I think it's your mentality too. I don't think Nick come out of come out of college thinking, you know, I'm gonna be one of the best players in the NBA like James did. Mm-hmm. James comes out, he's like, you know, I'm gonna be that dude. So that's that difference with a Westbrook not even starting, but having that mentality like I'm in the pros now. Mm-hmm. It's attack time, you yep. know. Collison starting, he he brought you know. In a, <laughs> okay, so now I get it. It's that mentality. That mentality, yeah. Okay, and you you do so many things that I could just jump around, man, and and come with what what I'm thinking of. So yeah. back to the sleekers. Um, you plan on, or do you guys plan on getting them in any uh, sneaker boutiques within the city, or are they already in some sneaker boutiques? They're they're not in any here, but they're in. Uh, I don't know if you heard of Guns and Roses boutique in yes, Dallas. Yes, in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I, I sold some shirts there okay. on consignment, but yeah, I, yeah. I sold them. So yeah, so they're, they're up there. Um, Shout out to uh, what's her name? What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I ain't gonna say nothing more, nothing less. Name. Yeah, but uh, they up there in Dallas. They. Uh, one store in LA and we got two stores in Miami so far. Mm. And um, you know, we looking we just got off the phone with uh a rep for Foot Locker today. So if mm. we get them in there, it's game over. You already know that. Yeah, that's 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 big. So y'all are looking to get them into some uh some major retailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're looking to, to get them out as quick quick as possible. You know, we not uh even focusing on making money from it right now. We putting everything we get back into it to buy more. See, I like that type of talk. You heard what he just said? I like that. <laughs> That's how the mechanics supposed mm-hmm. to work. So what about pajamas or any any other type of loungewear? Y'all um, thinking about that type of stuff? I mean, I think we're going to, you know, probably add some hoodies and some socks mm-hmm. um, right now. But if we haven't gotten past, you know, the, sleek, the second wave of sleekers yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a couple more Jordans coming now. I think we might do some Adidas. So, um, How do they feel about that? Like a, a Nike or an Adidas, like really seeing like a sort of a direct replica mm-hmm. of uh, their designs. Like, how do they feel about that? Do they try to put their hand I'm, in the jar? I mean, there's direct shoe replicas of theirs. You know? Right, so exactly. It's, it's, we can't necessarily call them Yeezys and Jordans mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's so, the threes. Yeah, we just say but the it's threes. Like, or we, we say, say the threes reds, anyway, exactly. so. Mm-hmm. Or you just call them, you know, the blacks. blacks. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's there's replicas of everything in the world, so they, it's nothing they can really do. So it's like a loophole. So they mm-hmm. slick. That's what that's what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. real I mean, business. Pretty, that's I mean, real business. I'm pretty sure they, I mean, slippers have been out. Like, you know, we weren't the first one to make yeah. these mm-hmm. type of slippers. You've been mm-hmm. looking at them, and none of them are as, you know, so nice what? as ours, as comfortable as ours. Oh, okay. And, uh, what I was about to say, and I, I, if I was, you know, these companies, I would probably come out with some slippers too. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying like that makes you see, sense. You see, somebody else got stuff popping with a replica of yours, then let's let's might let's as well do your own. Yeah, thing. and um, my thing about house shoes is functionality, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is, you know, when you first get them, that cushion is incredible. Oh yeah, and over time. That cushion wears down, you know. But it's like okay, regular tennis shoes, you don't give a fuck. You want, <laughs> but for some reason, we hold on to house shoes, like them Debo's. Man, yeah. well past where it's just flat <laughs> and your soul damn near touching the concrete. <laughs> um, do y'all think about any um, technological aspects of kind of uh, improving the the functionality or the the, the long term durability of the? Uh, Sleekers. Yeah, well, they're pretty thick. Um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you can they walk. Are. You can walk on them in snow. You know, Tristan. Whoa, Tristan Thompson's up in Cleveland. He walks on them in snow out there. Uh, he sends me video all the time. Yeah, wow. Wait, so yeah, they go in size seventeen and shit nah, like that? They go up to Damn. 15, 14 ish. Is the he got fourteen? He wears. Oh, okay. 14. I thought he was like a seventeen, nah, and that's nah, a tall he dude. He got some small feet but, oh, uh, for, for his size. But, yeah, um, yeah, they go up to fourteen. That's the max, but um, you can wear them on water. You know, the bottom of the the blacks and the reds, they have uh, traction on them. Wear them on water? Yeah. Like it's raining, right? Like you good. They're pretty thick. They're pretty thick. That's live. Nah, yeah, that's definitely live. Mm -hmm. I I could could, could fuck with that. So 
a little Gore-Tex toe, you know, <laughs> give, it, <laughs> give it a little Gore-Tex around the toe. But, uh, okay, so that's cool. And my next question is, do you or have you hosted or planned any events within the city of Houston? As far as, like, parties or... Parties, uh, anything, uh, festival, uh, concerts, I mean, or... I mean, I hope hosted a couple, you know, clubs and parties, but that's about it. You know, we probably mm-hmm. plan on doing some uh, pajama parties with the sleekers and some exclusive stuff. You got to have sleekers to get in the party. That's it? Um, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just really been brainstorming. You know, we, we don't know if we want to do it here or in L.A. Mm. I think L.A. be big. California's for gangsters, man. Man, I was just saying, Dom, Dom Kennedy had some lyrics. He said, "California, <laughs> you got it. You got to go through uh, the Pyrus and the Crips man. to do anything." I'm just playing. We good. good out there. <laughs> I'm just playing, man. So L.A. would be a potential spot. Yeah, um, you know, L- L.A. and Hollywood is big for a lot of stuff. You know, as far as getting exposure um, out to the rest of the world. You know, we were talking about. We were talking about this a while a while back. You know, if it's only so much uh, love and exposure that Houston gives mm-hmm. to their own. True story. You know, so crab in a bucket exactly. type of syndrome out here. It's only right. a certain level that show you love, and then it's it's when you start moving around other cities, then they're like, oh, the hype. He's builds. the real deal. He's moving. Yeah, he's he making moves. She, she or he is the real deal. So you got to leave to exactly. come and come back with outside respect exactly. for your own. Yeah, that's how they do. You right about that, man. Um, damn, that made me just lose my next question. <laughs> I, I was. Oh yeah, this is what I was gonna ask. Let's get back into the uh, the psyche of you mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. Um, what would you say are the five keys um, to your approach to business? Is it uh, consistency, um, order? What, what what would you say? I would say first, the vision. Okay. Got to, you know, a lot of people have them goals or they, they say they know what they want. Mm-hmm. But they don't really have it written down, or they don't have a vision board. Mm-hmm. It isn't to me. It's not real until you can see it, yeah. and on and paper, see it on paper or just on the wall. Of, naked you know, eye. I'm a visual person, so I got a vision board, and I see it every day, so I know yeah. exactly where I'm going. And um, you know, a lot of people just say, "You know, I want this, I want that," but mm-hmm. it's it's not somewhere they can see every day, mm-hmm. so where it's embedded in their and mind. It stills every day you see mm-hmm. it, it. It it builds it up. The uni- I'm big on law of attraction, so. Yeah, that's real. That's, that's real. real. So mm-hmm. that, I would say that's number one. You know, number two is like you said, it would be consistency. Because uh, there's always going to be, you're always going to be tested. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to come like as easy as you want it to. Tell me about it. Not, not and, and if it is, it's not worth it, you know. So um, you got to be consistent even through, you know, the struggles and the days you don't feel like doing shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, cause I mean. Hey, we say whatever the fuck we want on uh, live stocks, man. It's raw and uncut. Yeah, so even days where you don't feel like doing shit, you if you got that routine and you got that that vision and you know you know that day, are you doing something to help you get to to what you really want, mm-hmm. or are you wasting that day? And uh, I'll say number three, mm, I would say mentorship. Mm. Oh, that's big. heavy. That's heavy. Been there before. Been there before. Just follow the footsteps. That's heavy. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, you you can still create your own path, but your way. But follow. You know, the system's already set up by someone else. Copycat. Mm-hmm. Make it easier on yourself. That's real. And just put your own. You know, your own flavor, your own twist to it. Mm. Um, after that, how do you feel about getting people's attention? Like you said with real estate, mm-hmm. if you have the right network. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about being able to build that foundation of, you know, clientele? Yeah, um, I'm big on marketing. Mm. You know, I'm I'm huge on that. And, you know, nowadays you could literally, if you know how to market yourself or your business, 
you could literally sit at home with 24 hours a day and bring in a bunch of money just by marketing Facebook, Instagram, whatever, Pinterest, you know, whatever websites you Tumblers have. Tumblr's and... Everything. Like, you know how to market yourself? Blog, blogs, blogs, could, blogs yep. could work for you. Mm-hmm. All that. And, you know, that's pretty much what I do with, with uh, you know, whatever the sleekers, whether it's my training, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, real estate. Um, you know, just put your product out there, show people how good you are and what you can do and how you can help them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the biggest thing is is the more people you help, the richer you become. So if you show how you can add value to somebody else's life, then they're right. going to gonna rock with you. And, and that's that that's that uh, universal law as well. That That's just the law of nature. Mm-hmm. So you're right, getting out, you, you, you get in what you put out. Um, longevity, mm-hmm. what you think about that? I mean, it's big. You always got to think long-term. Um, I think, I mean, I am I fall victim to this, too. I think a lot of people fall into hitting quick licks. That's what I was going to say. That's what I, you knew what I was leading mm-hmm. to then. Yeah. Taking I mean, advantage of your, your maximum value while you're hot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I fall victim to it a lot, too. But, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people get, <laughs> get, get, get caught up in that trap of, you know, hitting that next quick lick, hitting that next quick lick. But if you think about it, you're going to be doing that till you die. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you might be cutting yourself short mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. So if you find something that's going to pay you, you know, residually, I'm big on residual, or, you know, uh, long-term, something that's going to pay you forever, you know, it's better to go that route than to, you know, always having to make that next sale, that next sale, the next mm-hmm. sale. Basic never property value. Yeah, like, so as far, say in the real estate industry, if I was just to only be uh, a realtor, mm-hmm. Only time I make money is if I sell it, rent a house or sell a house. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to be able to live on that money, I'm going to have to rent a house or sell a house every single week, every single month until I'm dead. True story. Or I could buy a house and rent it out. Residual income every single month. You know, you see the difference. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. So value is understanding value. Um, quality over quantity. Do do you believe in that, or are you more about quantity? Period. Because um, I saw I saw your chart, man. That chart, the if you do five hundred, uh, <laughs> you know. So let's say you hot right now, uh-huh. and you just trying to get to that meal, right? And you, man, if I get to a meal, I know I could I could flip bigger. You know, I yeah. could go bigger flips. Um, and you know, you got something that's really not. High quality, but you hitting off of it before the consumer realizes not. Or you got something that's of high quality, mm-hmm. but the consumer hasn't caught up to their their eye or their taste hasn't caught up to it. And you go that slow roll, and they get well, as soon as they catch on, you could shit. You could charge them whatever you want to charge right. them, like a Supreme. You know, you know about yeah, Supreme. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, kind of a Supreme. They drop every week. Price points determined by the by the actual buyers mm-hmm. when they resell. You know, um, you sell a two hundred dollar shirt if you want to. <laughs> you know that they sold that by forty five dollars. They sold it for. Really? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's it's look. Like he like look. He hips. really. Hey, he was really. Hmm. <laughs> 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 My man, but you got to be in them lines, man. You, yeah, crazy, man. or have that plug. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, you know, them plugs with the Supreme is... They're dying out right now. Yeah, they dying out, <laughs> yeah. man. That's crazy. So quality over quantity, are you, do you kind of think in that nature or... Yeah, I would say, um, yeah, quality over quantity. I don't like oversaturated products, you know, things right. that everybody in the world can, can get their hands on. Right, mm. right. Um, you know, to give you an example, the... Like I was telling you, the store in Australia that wants mm-hmm. our sneakers, they want exclusive rights to sell. But to us, that's a red flag, you know, because we don't know how they're going to market our brand. We True don't story. want them. They could be, they could take, you know, the sneakers at wholesale price and maybe sell them for $10 cheaper than what mm-hmm. we sell them in the States. So then everybody has them and everybody's just like, man, they played out. Too? I don't want, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they so, played out. You know, you just got to be careful with that. Okay. And um, that's 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 a a smart business um, acumen approach. Yeah. Um, now back to the real estate. Mm-hmm. Okay. The city of Houston. What are your top three favorite areas 
that you see for living conditions, you know, lifestyle. Like most expensive? Well, no, 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 no. Your personal like favorites. Like, and we're not talking I'm, houses. We're talking, uh, matter of fact, what would you prefer at this point? A house, condo, loft? Um, what, what, apartment? Country. Country? Country home? No, nah, I'm, I'm a city boy, but, you know, right now I got a house. I like my privacy. Mm. You know, I'm... Suburban or... My favorite, in a, like, in the loop, in the loop, but my favorites are townhomes. You know, right. three-story townhomes right. with the, you know, the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are, like, my go-to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get the house filled, but you don't have to cut no yards and no grass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you still get the... Uh, you get, you know, and that rooftop is real. Yeah. That rooftop is real yeah. at nighttime. That's real uh, daytime or sunny parties. day. Yeah. For sure. He know he you know, I know a little bit about that. Um <laughs> So in <laughs> what area? What areas are your favorite areas? Midtown, yeah, down. Midtown. Okay. Um East Downtown's coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is. I try to a lot of people like the Galleria, but I don't like traffic. And I heard somebody say something about that before. You know, the Galleria is cool, but I just, I just hate traffic. And that area right there, is, right yeah, now. it's always something. But, um, you know, I had a, a townhouse in the NRG area, which is cool. It's oh, for real? Yeah, that's, a, that's a nice... It's close to Rice, right? Yeah, it's close enough to Galleria. Close museum. Close to downtown museum. Uh, you know... It's you know, sneaky. Yeah, it's, that's a medical sneaky. center. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's underrated to me, but you now everybody's different. Yeah, I would I would say uh, East Downtown, Midtown, and then I would say the Museum District. Mm-hmm. But that that's that's my personal. Yeah, yeah. Well, what you say, Mark? Where you? I mean, I like to be ducked off, man. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you in the suburbs? I mean, I really I go out there in Warden, really. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he trying mm-hmm. to go where I was born, man. Nah, I mean you know my tea out there too. Yes, but, yes, uh, yes. You got fam out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But nah, I will probably go out there. Or um, I mean, it really doesn't matter to me. Like anywhere that's ducked off though. As an old man, I'm for sure gonna be on the on like on some own land, yeah, on some acres with the man made lake. Yeah. Put picking the fish to put in there. Yeah. And... I mean, I want to catch a container home. So mm. hopefully, if, mm. if I can. Find one that's like you can the move grid. them, right? Can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not really like that's that. crazy. That's ill. Yeah. I was I was seeing them thing. I was like, yeah. fold it up and yeah. <laughs> nah, not really fold it. But you can put it on the <laughs> truck or something and keep it. I seen one that, that was you could fold it even oh, the okay. yard. It was oh, like okay, unfolding sure. the grass and <laughs> yeah, and nah, they just posted up with the glass house. I was like, damn. Yeah, I said shit. It was on uh, HGTV. Oh, okay, uh, it's on Netflix. The Top Homes. Is it? Check it. Yeah, there? check it out. It was they literally folded it up. It's a big house, and they folded it up into like a big I ass know. box. What? It was a big. It That's had crazy. locks on it. They unlock it, <laughs> flatten it out right by the water, and they was just they ate dinner. They had the cat, the dog. I was like, damn, that was ill. It was a container, so yeah. it might sound outlandish. Yeah, no, it's, it's real. That's the type of stuff. It is. It's just like real minimalist type. Lifestyle. Right, right, right. Minimalist living. That minimalist yeah. living. That's that's a that's a that's a an alternative approach to living. Yeah. I wonder how much them cost. I mean, the actual containers like probably like two thousand. Or really, if you pay two thousand, you probably a little bit over. But mm. I mean, after that, it just depends on what you actually invest into it. But you can probably get one made for as little as like thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever thought about a reality show? Yeah, a couple times. Mm. Um, you know, I know uh, you said you had a chance on earlier. I know mm-hmm. Soul Lounge was going to do a reality show. Mm. And, um, you know, wait, wait, wait. How they going to do that? I don't, well, I don't know. I was just trying just, to be nosy. Yeah, it ended, ended up not I wanna, going down. I want to know how to get into that, you know. Daily day, you know, life, I guess, of a, of a boutique store with that's yeah. really popping and popular. You know, Chance knows everybody in the city, you know, with T-Mac and uh, the other guys that he had working there, you know, B-Star and Earl, you know, they they know a B-Star. lot. B-Star, is that the 100? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Ingenious Clothing, shout out to Ingenious Clothing. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so um, you thought about it, but mm, nah, too I much. Mean, that's that's real personal. It is, you know, and I feel it like is. a lot entrepreneurs of, them, of Houston, Nick Wise on that. <laughs> nah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it was something like that, then maybe. But like, I feel like for the most part, they want you to be a certain way. Yeah, you know, for ratings, they, they yeah, gotta get their ratings. Exactly. You, you can't, want, you you gotta do something that's controversial in some sort of way. And it has not, to be. I'm not that. Just show yeah. up and do the fake <laughs> argument, man. Yeah, they gonna they gonna send you and say, "Yo, your man said this about you. How you gonna act?" And then you gonna blow up on him. And he's yeah. like, and "Now you back at his face." Is like, you yeah. talking this? So then when like, the show over with, it's like, well, what, what, "Was that fake or was that real? Was, <laughs> yeah, was you really tripping with me or what?" Yeah, I mean, you know that's why they had to stop the. The Love and Hip Hop Houston, Houston yeah, because they's pulling out real guns and fighting for real. Seriously, like, yeah, I they thought it was a game out here. Something that happened in like social, yeah, it was that they social. Like, shut it down after that. Like, I that. was wondering what happened. I said, oh, they play was playing with my mind. It was certain, it was certain people on that cast that I was really looking forward to the entertainment. Yeah, it was some people on there that I know. <laughs> would have put on a, they would have been a one person show. I mean, that's why I got shut yeah. down, man. Damn. Like, a little bit too rowdy, right? got a little too I mean, real in the age, huh? Yeah. Real yeah. quick. Wow. So they're not going to be doing a Chicago one no time soon either, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Loving hip hop Chicago. Stay in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta is cool. Uh, Where they do the Hollywood shit, so. Oh, yeah. Atlanta, New York, and uh, LA, LA. They all do the little Hollywood, you know, the. They good on the ca- cameras on, let's turn it on, cameras off. We no, like no beef. Two or three more years till we fully. Yeah, if if it's still, you think it's still gonna be going two more three, three, I mean, two, three years I from now. I just mean like we are gonna turn Hollywood. <laughs> oh, so. you talking about the age? Well, yeah. the age really is Hollywood right now. It just don't have the the machine to yeah. expose yeah. the Hollywood <laughs> nature. Yeah. But it's it's some Hollywood motherfuckers out here. Yeah, right now. Right now. Right now. <laughs> you know, but uh okay, so this man, this was a great interview, man. I uh I appreciate you for coming out once again, genuinely. Appreciate you. Um man. you you uh, you was open to every question. You didn't oh, yeah. you didn't say, nah, I don't wanna I don't wanna go there right no, now. Yeah. I ain't, I don't and um you got anything you wanna tell uh the people in general, uh where to find you at, you know, websites, mm-hmm. social media. Um, really just Instagram. It's Nick Wise. Uh, people tell me I need to get back on Twitter. I ain't been mm-hmm. on Twitter in like two years, but they tell it's me still it's still popping. It is. I mean, I don't be on there, but it is. Yes, yeah. You got the Snap working? Yeah, Snapchat. Same. Okay. It's Nick Wise. Those are the main two I'm on. Is that Nick with a, a N-I-C, N-I-C or yeah. N-I-C-K? No K. No K. N-I-C-W-I-S-E. But um, I mean, I guess I gotta get back on Twitter now too. Yeah, Twitter ain't Twitter ain't dying no time you don't soon, think man. So? Nah, it's Twitter just ain't dying. To manage all at once. Yeah, it is. Like, to be on all three of them consistently. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Facebook. Man, and I just got on this house party. Oh, you putting me on something. What's what's somebody that? Heard about? A house party? Nah, a house party. Nah. You teaching me? That's what's like, up? Somebody just told it's, me about Bumblebee or something. I don't know. Oh, I ain't heard what's about this that. house party? It's what's, what's basically where like you can FaceTime up to like eight to ten people at the same time. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's just like a big party with you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. The cup, the red yeah, cup. All right, house party. House party. That's, so that's... I'm on house party too. Okay, I can rock. I think I can rock with house party. Uh, that could come to use. Um, and how do you feel about this Barack Obama? Last question. Barack's eight years. How do you feel about yeah, them eight I, years? We gonna miss him, man, for sure. Yeah. For sure, and and then, you know, with Trump, everything, I mean, he may do well, but it's just a question mark right now with everybody. Man, Trump is a reality show, man. (laughs) We we in the reality era, you know, where everybody wants to be perceived as what they present, and he's the reality era president. When you tell CNN, oh, you fake news. Yeah. You fake news. <laughs> over, over here. My team don't believe that. Yeah, he told them they was fake news. I said, the president can be disrespectful? Hey, man. I didn't know that. He can do what he want now. Damn. That's crazy. He, he going. Hey, you send him. A tr- you send Trump some shit right now on Twitter. You get a response. I already know. That's oh, yeah. Fucking with tell him, your man. ass had a secret <laughs> service on your ass. I don't need none of that. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we appreciate Barack. I gotta say that this is the Barack exit episode as well. Hmm. So Barack, you know, it still it still feels surreal. You know, it didn't feel real in the first place, man. And it's just wild, man. It's it's man. Yeah. It's, it was magical. Well, regardless of what anybody got to say. Just to have him in office, man, was to see hip hop artists and just man, that's just crazy, man. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah, Barack, man, have a good life. Hopefully they don't try to take you out even though you're out. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Hey. And uh, once again, man, thank you, man. True story. And, um, Appreciate y'all. Like we always say, Livestock's podcast, we strengthen our strengths and educate our weaknesses. And Mark, what you what you got to tell the people? You on Instagram Live. Oh, no, man. Don't yeah. do that. Cite <laughs> us when you see us. Cite yeah. us when you see us, man. Yeah. But no, nah, that's it, man. We out here, man. We out here, and that's how we working it. Y'all have a good one. All right.